can't get fooled again. Welcome back in to Talking Catholic. So, at the inauguration of Joe Biden, the closing act was performed by a 22-year-old woman named Amanda Gorman. Amanda is well known for her becoming the first American poet laureate. She is also a Harvard graduate, and she is a parishioner at the very liberal St. Bridget Catholic Church of Los Angeles, California. The fact that Amanda is a black Catholic who tendered her poem, The Hill We Climb, at Joe Biden's inauguration was widely celebrated by all the usual suspects, the, the American Jesuits, the National Catholic Reporter, the Black Catholic Messenger, and even the Jews got in on the parade, which should have let you have known that something is bad here. Something is off. Something has just run afoul. As if Joe Biden would have <laughs> a Catholic who actually believes in what the Catholic Church teaches perform at his inauguration. Come on, man. Come on, man. We close the divide because we know to put our future first. We must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. But it's worse than we would have even thought. Amanda is not only the first poor laureate and a Harvard graduate, but she's also an anti-man, radical feminist who believes strongly in prolicide. Prolicide means the killing of one's own offspring, which is actually a better word to describe what we mean when we say abortion. Abortion has various meanings, both medical and non-medical, but not so much for prolicide. And there is no confusing, confusing the fact that Amanda Gorman, as a Joe Biden Catholic, fully embraces the legal right to kill your own offspring. I'm going to play her poem for you about promoting prolicide. And after each point, I'm going to give a quick response. Eight reasons to stand up today against abortion bans in the United States. One. Let's get this straight. When the penalty for rape is less than the penalty for abortion after the rape, you know this isn't about caring for women and girls, it's about controlling them. So Amanda's argument here is that when the penalty for rape is less than the penalty for abortion after rape, then you know that this is not about caring for women and girls, it's about controlling them. So the argument here is that the laws criminalizing abortion will punish the woman harsher than they penalize the man who rapes the woman who feels like now she has to go get an abortion, all right? So this is one of those boogeyman arguments based upon rare instances. Of the nearly 1 million, 1 million abortions performed a year in the United States, about 1% of those abortions are said to be from rape as a result of rape. So that's roughly 10,000 abortions out of 1 million is a result of rape. And so, and there are no laws in this country which, um, a woman who procures a legal abortion will then be arrested. There's no laws like that on the books. That's active, right? But there are laws that are active that women who um, who commit self-prolicide, that is the killing of their own offspring themselves without medical, without a medical professional, may be criminally charged. And some have been. And yes, the taking of a life is often given a harsher penalty than other crimes, such as instances of rape, when the victim lives. And that is something we accept in criminal sentencing guidelines. Murder oftentimes gets a harsher penalty than crimes where there is not a murder attached. So here Amanda tells her first 
out of about eight lies in saying that laws against self-prolicide are about controlling women and girls. Well, due to the Supreme Court's law, or their ruling, their, their legislating Roe v. Wade, prolicide can be only performed by licensed facilities, such as Planned Parenthood. It is still illegal to kill your child on your own at any stage of their development. Roe Wade um, or Doe Bolton did not give women a right to just just put a hanger up there, whatever, or or to or to choke their child out after it comes out the womb. Women women do not have a right to just go around committing prolicide or infanticide. That, that was not Roe Wade or Doe Bolton. Two. Through forcing them into motherhood before they're ready, these bans steadily sustain the patriarchy, but also chain families in poverty and maintain economic inequality. So our argument here is that abortion maintains the patriarchy, increases the system of inequality, and forces people to remain in poverty. You ever realize, you ever notice how selfish these prolicide arguments are? And they are they're completely self-centered. I mean, they, because they're they're self-centered and selfish, they make it never make any sense. They they, they eventually all self-contradict. And the reason why that is because selfishness does is not supposed to make sense because we were not created for self. We were created for the other. So it's just unnatural to be selfish. Therefore, because it's unnatural, it, it never makes sense. It's always illogical. And here a man is arguing that prolicide suppresses women, elevates men, elevates the patriarchy, and prolicide promotes poverty, all of which are lies. But at the same time, she ignores the fact that a child in the womb is denied their rights and their equality. It denies the male, the father, his equality. And she's ignoring the fact that children who are born into two-parent homes are the least likely to be raised in poverty. So she misses the point that as pro-lifers, our first argument is not against prolicide. Rather, our first argument is for natural marriage and for natural sexual relations to take place within the confines of marriage between husband and wife. And because it is within marriage um, that we, we promote this, that we realize that children are for marriage. Children are ordered for marriage and marriage is ordered for children. Three. Pregnancy is a private and personal decision and should not require the permission of any politician. And her third argument here, Amanda's arguing that pregnancy is a private and a personal decision. Again, the selfishness of the whole thing, which leads to inconsistency and self-contradiction. And she's arguing here, she's saying that, 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 that abortion is personal and private, but what she's actually arguing is that prolicide, the killing of one's own offspring, that's what should be personal and private. Yet, how can murder be private when at least three to five people are harmed? For for example, for prolicide. For what prolicide does is it kills a child of two parents. So that's three people right there. Moreover, um, it, it kills the child who is given a mortal soul by God, affects God. Um, it, it involves the hiring of another person to carry out the actual execution. That's five people right there. Therefore, by its own parameters, prolicide can never be wholly private because it involves at least three to four other humans and one God. And therefore, it's never personal. Calling prolicide personal and private is like saying that slavery was a private and personal decision or that killing Jews during the Holocaust was personal and private or what Jeffrey Dahmer did was personal and private. No one would say that, and so why? So so why? So why? So why say it's a stupid thing when when it comes to killing our offspring? It's only when we killing our offspring. It's only with prolicide we say something so illogical and stupid, such as 
This would be personal, private. Four. For all time, regardless of whether to climb, women have and will always seek their own reproductive destinies. All these penalties do is subdue women's freedom to get healthy, safe services when they most need them. In this fourth, fourth argument, Amanda, she's saying that um, that women have historically killed their own offspring, regardless of laws. And that only the only thing that laws do is prevent women from doing it more liberally. Okay. <laughs> She's correct here. Pro-side and infanticide have a long and bloody history in this world. And we have put laws in place to try to stop bloodshed. Right? But the problem here with her logic is that the whole point, that's the whole point of the law. For example, people have always murdered other people. But we have put laws in place to stop them from murdering more liberally. People have committed acts of theft. But we have put laws in place to stop people from committing theft more liberally. People have always committed acts of rape. But we have put laws in place to prevent people from raping people more liberally. Speeding. Even though horses and buggies have, have always been more dangerous at high speed. So we put laws in place to prevent people from, to, to encourage people to slow down. So yes. More abortion restrictions if these liberals admit that it's working. Five, fight to keep Roe v. Wade alive. By the term, overturn Roe v. Wade. The main concern is that the Supreme Court will let states thwart a woman's path to abortion with undue burdens. But one thing is true and certain. In the fifth argument here, uh, Amanda is saying, fight to keep Roe Wade alive. Fight to keep Roe Wade alive. You have to admit that it's demonically ironic here that she's saying keep abortion laws alive, 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 so that more children can die, die, die. Does she not even realize what pro-lifers, I mean, so pro-lifers who she calls alt-right, I mean, she doesn't realize they're abolitionists for baby in the womb, for babies in the womb. She reminds me of those Democrats a few hundred years ago who, who fought a war to keep slavery alive. They were fighting to keep slavery alive. They're fighting to keep the South free so that they can keep Africans as slaves. They're fighting to keep the South free so that they can keep African slaves. You can't beat liberals with irony. You just, you just can't. They, they have no interest whatsoever in being consistent because they are selfish by nature, by demonic nature. Six. These predictions aren't a distortion, hypothetical, or theoretical. Women already face the disproportion of undue burdens when seeking abortions. If the sexes in all people are to be equal, abortion has to be actually accessible and not just technically legal. I mean, the sixth point here is that if, if it is to be kept equal, that if abortion is to be equal, it has to be accessible, not just legal. It has to be accessible and not just legal. So. She's arguing for women to have equal rights across the country to commit prolicide. But there is no concern for the child to be treated equally. So she's not arguing for freedom or equality. Rather, what she's arguing for is autonomy. That is, the right to behave however she wants to behave without any care or concern whatsoever, without any consequences. So as, as a Harvard graduate, you, you would think she would know the difference between things such, such as equality, um, equanimity, and autonomy. But she doesn't seem to know much about anything other than Kung Fu. You know, all these hand movements she got, you know. Seven, 
Despite what you might hear, this right here is only about women and girls. Despite this about fundamental civil rights, women are a big part of it, but at the heart of it are freedom over how fast our families grow goes farther and larger than any one of us. It's about every single one of us. In, in the seventh point here, she's saying that abortion is about the right to decide how large and how fast your family grows. I would like to have a conversation with a man about her definition of family here because I don't understand what she means by family. That's an important definition to make here, what she means by family, because we know that nuclear families have very few abortions. Largely, the only time in, in nowadays when um, a nuclear family, they, they, they commit pro-aside is because they have been led to believe that one of their children will be born different. One, the child may have Down syndrome or a cleft lip so, or something like that. So let's commit pro-aside so that we don't have to deal with different. But the larger point is something that just makes me sad because it says that she does not understand or she does not believe in self-control. So let's just kill the consequence because we lack self-control. Let me just kill my consequences. I can't control myself. I have to have sex and get back pregnant. Largely, women have a, a great deal of control when they get pregnant. I mean, I, I remember before my wife and I, we got married, we had to take natural family planning classes, right? So, so there is a natural way to manage how, how large and how fast your family grows. It's completely immoral and unnatural and unhealthy, but even artificial contraception helps to keep some, helps some women manage their family size. So this idea that the only way to control your family size is by killing the extras is insane. Eight, fights for Roe v. Wade in the United States because this change can't wait. We've got the energy, the moment, the movement, and the thundering numbers. The alt lights biggest blunder is that most Americans aren't under their impression that a woman's body is up to them to decide. So when you're outraged, these lawmakers are terrified. They want our tide to lose hope, to back up, pack up, and go home. So don't. We won't. We are never alone when we fight fire with feminism. So go. Be unafraid. We will not be delayed. We will not be masquerade to the tale of a handmaid. We will not let Roe v. Wade slowly fade because when we show up today, we're already standing up with the tomorrow we made. Her eighth point is to fight fire with feminism. Fight fire with feminism. It's almost cute that the divorce movement thinks that they're fighting against governments in the alt-right, as she calls it. But in reality, they're fighting against God. The God who gave us the command that thou shalt not kill. And God who sent his son who, um, who said, love one another as I love you. And how did he love us? He died for us on a cross. In this way, prolicide is the most unchristian of all things because it corporally kills the other rather than sacrificing ourselves for the other. In fact, the gift that, that God gave woman, only woman, was the closest thing we have to imitate Christ on a cross. When a mother dies in childbirth, that, that's the closest thing we have to imitate and love of Christ on a cross. When she sacrificed her life for a child. And God gave that gift to woman, that right to woman. Thank goodness it happens very rarely nowadays, but there is a divine beauty in when it does occur. And I pray for those women who, who do make that sacrifice go straight to heaven. Well, what a beautiful sacrifice that those who um, believe in prolicide can never grasp. But but pray for Amanda. Pray for Amanda. Pray for people like her, especially the, these Joe Biden Catholics who are, are seeking to destroy all that is good 
and true. But until then, and until next time, blessings and shalom to you and to yours. Hi everybody, thank you for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also be sure to check out the content you've missed. If you'd like to keep supporting my work, consider joining my team on Patreon, where you'll be gifted great perks like books, hoodies, and mugs. Thanks again.